Welcome back to Five, Five Minutes Courage of Faith, challenge you to think, and today's topic is on the Incarnation. And when it comes to the Incarnation, we have to remember that it is an incredibly practical doctrine. It is not just informative, it's actually very much transformative. It transforms when you think about God and yourself and sin and the world. And in fact, the Incarnation, it kind of bumps into many other biblical themes and makes sense of them. For example, it makes sense of the entire Old Testament. You ever notice that in the Old Testament there's so many genealogies? And if you're reading, your Bible reading plan, you get to like Chronicles and all genealogies, you want to skip them, you feel bad about that. Well, the genealogies point to someone. Have you ever noticed that when you get to Jesus in John chapter 1, there's no more genealogies? Why? Because they found the one they were looking for. You think about it, Jesus is the one who was to come. Jesus is the son of David. Jesus is the uh, suffering servant. He is the one who was to come to crush the head of sin and death. Jesus ends all the genealogies. And also, Jesus helps us understand the central promise of the Old Testament, which is namely that God says, I will be your God. Think about Eden. What's so good about Eden? Well, God is there. Very similar thing that Psalmist says when he says, Whom have I in heaven but you? What's so good about heaven? Well, God is there. Right? And so in John chapter 1, we see, oh, look, God is there. God is here. God is dwelling with us. But also, the Incarnation makes sense of Jesus. You know, theologians call it the hypostatic union, that Jesus is fully God and fully man. 100% God, 100% man. Now that is bad math, it is great theology. And think of the hypostatic union this way. Jesus is both the revealer and the revealed. So as the revealer, he reveals God to us. Think of this way. Only God knows God. Therefore, only God can reveal God. And so, John 1.18, no one has ever seen God. Jesus makes him known. He is the revealer, but also he is the revealed. He is the goal. It is, the, it is to have a relationship with the living God. That's why Packer says, look, it's not just knowledge about God we're trying to get. No, it's much deeper. It's knowledge of God. It's a living, breathing relationship with the God of the Bible. And so the incarnation, it makes sense of Jesus for us. And also, even with conversion, think about Tower of Babel, what went wrong is this, that man tried to work the way up to God. Well, the incarnation is going to correct that and say, no, you could never do that. No, it is God coming down to us and dwelling with us. And so, because there's a penalty that has to be paid, Jesus wraps himself in flesh, and he pays penalty by giving his flesh for us. It makes sense of Jesus. But also, get this, the incarnation makes sense of the temple. John 1.14 says that the Word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we have seen His glory as of the only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. Now, that, that word dwelt among us, that Greek word, it, it means to tabernacle or to temple, Old Testament word. The idea is the tent of meeting in the Old Testament. Wherever Israel went, God's presence went. Even before that, you had the pillar of cloud by day, pillar of fire by night. Wherever Israel went, God went. Well, in a very similar way, wherever the disciples went, Jesus went. And you may be saying, that's good for them, but I don't have a tent of meeting or tabernacle or a pillar of cloud or fire, and I certainly don't have Jesus in the flesh walking next to me. That'd be great. Well, true, but Jesus, look, you have something even better than that. You have the Holy Spirit of God dwelling in you. In fact, Jesus says, look, it's better that I go, because when I go, I'm going to send you the Spirit to dwell in you. And when it comes to the Holy Spirit, think two words. Think presence and power. So by presence, you mean that it is the presence of God. So the psalmist says, because God's at my right hand, 
I shall not be shaken. Well, how much more if God is in you by way of the Holy Spirit? Galatians 2.20, I have been crucified in Christ. It is not I who live, but Christ who lives in me. So all of our fears, they, they go away because God dwells in us. But also, think power. So the same power that rose Christ from the dead also rose you to walk in newness of life. And so all of the suffering and the setbacks and the burdens and the affliction, the trials, all those things, if you're a believer in Christ, you have the Holy Spirit, He helps you walk through all those things in a way that is strong. And so we can say this, the incarnation of you that God is with us, God is in us, and also because of the gospel, God is for us. That's my time. See you next week, and I'll see you then.